Hey everybody, this is Pastor Steve here. Welcome back to our next episode of This Is That, where we specialize, that's right, we specialize in bringing biblical clarity to cultural chaos. I'm here with my dear friend Amir Sarfati today uh, as my special guest, and um, we were having a conversation around the dinner table last night, and I thought, you know what? This is something, Amir, that we need to let more people hear about. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you here with me, and we're going to cover some issues about the return of Jesus and what our attitude needs to be. Correct. Yeah, so this issue of the rapture of the church and Jesus coming back, you and I share the conviction, the strong conviction, Jesus could come back any moment. Absolutely. Yeah, could come back any moment, take his church off the uh, earth, uh, take us triumphantly to heaven. We agree on that wholeheartedly. But what I've noticed over the years, Amir, and and you and I share to some degree a a Calvary Chapel background, what, what was presented to me as a young believer in Jesus was that the rapture of the church really became a form of escapism. And what it was conveyed as is, Put your faith in Christ so that when he comes back, he will deliver you from any tough times at all, and you'll just be rescued and raptured, and you'll be able to escape tough times when the end times happen. And the more that I've lived in Christ now, nearly 40 years of following Jesus, the more concerned I get because I'm seeing people use the doctrine of the rapture as a form of escapism thinking that the believer in Jesus is never going to have to face any tough times in the end times. So we had a great conversation about it. What what would you say to that? Well, I I say that nowhere in the scripture where Jesus ever promised his disciples that things are going to get great the moment they accept him as Lord and Savior. In fact, if anything, even from the very Sermon on the Mount, he said, blessed are you when they persecute you and do all these things for my name's sake. Uh, for great is your reward. Basically, uh, Jesus warned his disciples in the early stages of his ministry, you will suffer persecution. You will suffer tribulation. This is why in, in, in the book of John, when Jesus was praying, he says, in this world, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. So I am wholeheartedly uh, in agreement with you that although we believe in the imminency of the rapture and that it can happen any minute, I mean, perhaps today, um, we must not let our guards down and we must, must remember that tough times, the, as, as the Bible says, the days are evil and it's going to get way more uh, difficult to live here in this evil world, a fallen world as a believer than it has ever been before. And I, I, <clears throat> I agree with you also that um, um, a believer must be ready for these tough times. In fact, um, I'm looking at Jeremiah 17 and it says, Blessed is the man who trusts, who, who, who trusts in the Lord. And for verse 7, For he shall be like tree planted by the waters, which spreads out his roots by the rivers and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruits. So I'm, I'm thinking 
This is a description of those who trust in the Lord. And we are those who trust in the Lord Amen. now. And tough times will come. The heat will come. The drought will come. We're going to have persecution. We're going to have terrible times of violence and wars and terrible things. We, of all people, must must trust the Lord. But not only that, have the peace that... Now we understand how it surpasses all understanding. It's not dependent upon no. favorable circumstances. Absolutely. You know, one of the things, and this is just kind of a, a parenthetical statement, but one of the things I think that we, we do uh, that's a mistake is we don't remember that the entire New Testament was written to a persecuted minority. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Right? We, we, we read it from our... <laughs> our side of of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and we read it, for those of us here in America, we read it through an American lens where we've never really known much persecution. We don't know what it's like to be the religious mm-hmm. minority, and we somehow adopt an eschatology or a theology of the last times where we almost, we can't imagine tribulation and persecution. Mm. It's easy to adopt an escapism mindset when we forget that all around the world today and all around the world historically, the people of God have always suffered severe persecution and tribulation. And if we don't, like you said, Amir, prepare our hearts for tough times, when tough times come, what happened? People abandon their faith. The problem is uh, not only uh, people that are teaching eschatology, it's actually people that don't teach eschatology at all. Both both problems. And and what they do, they sell you this all good, be good, say good, believe that it's going to be okay. Um, It's all about your potential. It's all about God's, uh, you know, God in you that can make things all great. And, and they literally becoming motivational speakers in, in a world that can be great and better and beautiful if you only, 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 uh, uh, you know, uh, f- fulfill your full potential. Yeah, adhere to their philosophy exactly. of, of victorious exactly. and prosperous living. And, and this is actually even more alarming because, honestly... There is a very small faction, fraction of the church today that is teaching eschatology. And you're right. Within that, there's a lot of people that are not preparing uh, uh, their flock for the tough times. But my, my main concern is those that don't even teach that at all. Mm-hmm. And therefore, their people don't even know about, I mean, the tribulations that are, are happening around even today in our world. I mean, there are already wars and rumors of wars. There are already... Uh, persecution of Christians in various parts of, of the world. You know. You, Absolutely. You know them very well because you've seen them. You've been to those countries, yeah. such as in, you know, we, we're talking about Afghanistan and Iran and Iraq. And Syria. Syria. And even in Gaza, I mean, there's almost no Christians left there because of tons of persecution. So we're we're definitely speaking of a lot of persecution, even in Pakistan and Indonesia. Nigeria. And Nigeria, horrible massacres of Christians almost on a weekly basis. People don't talk about it. Um, my, my thing is, um, you don't really have to look too far to find that Christianity is the most persecuted religion on planet Earth nowadays, even now. No question. Speak. Yeah. And so, and things are only going to get worse. But look, when... When we know that the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. We know that the satanic influence in this world is just unbelievable. And it's the people of God that are 
are feeling that the most and are uh, feeling that they're being, uh, you know, singled out and uh, threatened and all of that. And all I'm saying is that you don't have to wait for the future. It has already begun. And if you're, and this is why a lot of people leave faith. A lot of people think, exactly. okay, if it's that tough, that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, because what they signed up for was some false gospel that the, that the preacher promised, hey, right. give your life to Jesus. He's all got a wonderful great. plan for your life. All will be great. And then you'll end up going yeah. to heaven. And I, I can't find it in the Bible. But it's not in the it's Bible. It's not in the Bible. Jesus was very clear to his disciples. He never really lied to his disciples. He never sugarcoated anything to his disciples. He told them the truth. Look, as long as you are in this world, prior to me taking you out of here, you will have tribulations, period. You're not going to have easy life. It's not easy to carry up your cross. It's not easy to deny yourself. It's not easy to lose your life so you can gain it back from him. It's not easy. It's not easy. And, and if you're looking for a sugar-coated message and for a Disneyland uh, type of experience in this world, well, you're in the wrong faith. <laughs> you are, yeah. You, you mentioned a, a few minutes ago, Amir, about the evil day. And it made me think about what Paul writes about in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 10 and following. Now, we know the whole passage talks about the armor of God, but I, I want to point out this one particular word and concept that gets repeated multiple times. Listen to this, Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So right away, our strength we recognize comes from in Jesus, Lord, yes. okay? Next, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. Now listen, that you may be able to stand stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now listen, verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. In those few short verses, the concept of standing and withstanding against demonic forces is repeated. And I love telling people, anytime the scripture goes out of its way to repeat something multiple times in a few short verses, it's because it's a very important message. And so the days in which we're living, what does the scripture actually tell us to do in these evil days? to stand, to stand, to stand, and to withstand, yes. to stand against the enemy in the power of the Lord. Because, listen, there, there is an assault on believers, as you've said. And that's why, again, what's the word that's repeated so often here? Against. Against, against, Absolutely. against. I love telling people, follower of Jesus, listen to me. You were born again so that you would be born against Yep. The forces of darkness. Those two things are inseparable. Amazing. You were born again, and therefore you are born against yes. the enemy yes. and his tactics. And then Paul in the, same, uh, in the same chapter says, For we do not wrestle. In his lifetime already, he recognized that the wrestle, that the, the battle is already going on. And then he prepares us for the, day, the evil days. And we know that the days are evil. We live in the, the evil days right now. Yeah. You know, evil days are not just a certain you know, period in the future where uh, up until then everything will be great. 
things are progressing not for the best, but actually yeah. for the worst. That's right. And this is exactly why eventually God will have to make everything new, new heavens and new earth. This is not a place that is restorable yeah. in a way, but it's only going to get worse. We will have a thousand years in a semi-restored earth, but for eternity, this earth and these heavens that have been defiled by Satan mm-hmm. and his, uh, and his uh, uh, rebellion, they cannot be something that we can live in for eternity. So we wait for the new heaven and, and the new earth absolutely. of Revelation 21 and 22. Amen. Yeah, so let's talk about this because this is an important point. So we find ourselves living in this holy tension between, you know, we're here, we know it's hard, it's going to get harder before Jesus comes back, and then we have the ultimate hope of a new heaven and a new earth. So if we just look at the fact of, hey, it's really tough and it's really difficult, it can produce a defeatist mindset in us that says, oh, what's the point? Why even work? Why even share the gospel? Why even because we're going to lose anyway or something or it's just going to get more difficult? And it's a defeatist mindset. It is very. And in fact, um, first of all, we were promised a victory. Yeah, to begin right. with, Jesus said, in this world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Not be depressed, not yeah. be oppressed, not be suppressed. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome this world. Even in his Matthew 24 passage, he said, let not be, tr- be not troubled. Don't be troubled. These things must happen, he says. Even when, as they happen, remember, I tell you, it will happen because I know the future, but I don't want you to be troubled. Yeah. Because... I have given you the weapons, mm-hmm. I've given you the defense, I've given you the spirit of victory, Yes. and in fact, you are already victorious. Yeah. Now live that victorious life. Yeah, so as we're going through life and navigating through the times, right, with like the sons of Issachar, understanding the times and knowing mm-hmm. what to do. So I understand the day is evil. Now what do I do? I've got to stand. We, we've talked about that from Ephesians 6. What else do I need to do? And what do we need to do? We need to be about our father's business, Absolutely. just like Jesus was. Yes. What, what is the father's business? The father's business is preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's make it, disciples. Make disciples. It's it's expanding the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So it's not sitting back in defeatism, yeah. and it's not sitting back in escapism. Exactly. It's I, it's being busy. Yeah. Occupying until he comes. That's exactly and right. And the thing is. Without knowing the scriptures, without, without being in the word, it will be impossible. I think that the biggest uh, plague of Christianity now is biblical Ill- illiteracy. Um, Even in the church. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah, the church. Yeah. Yes, I'm not talking about the rest of the world. Yeah. People do not know the word of God. They do not read they only go to church. They hear passages here and there. Then they watch videos of someone taking a, a word out of context and making a big thing out of it. They don't. And, and therefore, they are full of fear and anxiety. And the Bible says that the Lord did not give us the spirit of, of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. We will never be able to have sound mind. We will never be able to love one another in these evil days or have the power Unless we are in his word. We know his word. And if you know his word and you understand his, you know, his plan and you stand on, the Bible says, 
in, 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 in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, at the, towards the very end, he says, Stand fast and hold on the traditions that you were given, the, the teachings that yes, you were the given. the doctrines, the yes. The doctrines. Don't follow false doctrines. Don't go away, away to, to other new, very progressive interpretations of scriptures. Just be in the word and, and stand fast, as you said. Oh. And that's the stability. By the way, everyone around us will always uh, admire a stable person. That's stable right. person is admired. If you want to be admired, stay stable. And if you want to be stable, be in the word, hold fast the teaching, the doctrines and, and of, of what you have been given. And it's all in scriptures. Yeah. And I think this is the biggest problem that I see is YouTube has replaced scriptures. People watch videos and videos and videos, and they are being brainwashed to think that that's the Bible. Yeah. They don't even take the time that they watch the video in order to just hold the Bible and read it. Yeah. So we've got just like three minutes left, Amir, and I want to get back to this point that I made earlier and, and, and join it with what you just said. Um, the point that you made about, uh, or the point that I made, excuse me, about the, the scriptures in the early church being uh, uh, written to and lived out by a persecuted minority. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about this. They estimate that in the world today, what, there's 100 billion Christians or something. It's just this astronomical number. But you think about this. 120 people on the day of Pentecost get filled with the Holy Spirit. And through the power of the Holy Spirit for 28 chapters in the book of Acts, they expand the kingdom of God. And for the last 2,000 years, followers of Jesus who are rooted in the word of God, who are filled with the power of the spirit of God, have turned the world upside down, Turn the world upside down, as the book of Acts yes. says, and have expanded the kingdom like that. I want to add to what you say. My concern, of course, is for that people aren't in the word and the word isn't in them. But I want to say the word without the spirit can very easily be dead religion. And this is what Jesus rebuked the church in Ephesus yes. for, right? They had, they had yes. so many external things going for them. Yes. They had departed from their first love. They had gone from revival, fire, Holy Spirit-filled mm-hmm. power to rebuke, from revival to rebuke in some uh, 30 years. And by the way, without the power of the Spirit, there's no courage. Right. There's no boldness to go and speak. You see the difference between Peter of the end of the gospel and Peter of the beginning of the book of Acts, that you see the boldness to stand and and speak and and not worrying so much what the consequences thereof is going to be. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, we need to, we need the marriage of the word and, and the, the spirit. spirit. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yeah, we don't want dead religion. No, nope, we, do we not. want the boldness and the power that the scripture promises that you mentioned. We want to be in the word. We want the word to be in us. We want to stand. Absolutely. We, we want to have our lamps lit and ready. Mm-hmm. We want to live with the expectation that Jesus could come at any moment. And knowing that it'll cost us. That's right. And understanding that we will be persecuted, we will be targeted. Look, I get hate mails every single day, mostly, yeah. by the way, from Christians. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Who don't agree with me about stuff. But I, do, I will tell you, all of that is worth the, you know, the going through when you see how God is, uh, is working in, in, in the lives of so many. 
So, you know, thank you for hosting me here in, in, in your neck of the woods. And right. uh, we're going to have a great conference here. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Again, Pastor Steve Berger here with This Is That, where we bring biblical clarity to cultural chaos. And again, thank you, our dear friend and guest, Amir Sarfati. God bless you guys. Invite someone to listen to the podcast, and we will see you soon. God bless you.